Everybody, welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Leisha Tobin. I'm here with my co-host Jessica Delisle. How's it going? Um, and I am very excited and maybe a tiny bit nervous because we have a really special guest today. Come on, um, my friend, uh, handsome fellow, <laughs> extremely talented comedian. Uh, I don't even know where to. If you don't know who Paul F. Tompkins is, I don't know where Thank you God would start to you. figure out. <laughs> Uh, where who he is? It's very complicated. Wikipedia. They just have such a huge, uh, a huge, yeah, of work. Um, and uh, you, as a comedy person, has been part of both of our lives for a really long time. So, welcome to the podcast. It's an honor to have you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, I saw you perform last night for Comedy Bang Bang. You're coming off of three weeks of touring. Yes. And tonight you have your own show. That's correct. What's it called again? It's called Spontanea Nation. I've never uh, know how to say it. People are loud. scared to say it out loud. Yeah, there's so many syllables. <laughs> and that's at the Fox Theater. So we're really lucky to have you in town. Just you, period. Whenever you come to town, all the comedians are just so excited that know all you. This, except Dave Shumka. He's <laughs> definitely excited. He's just not. He plays it cool, that dude. He's a really <laughs> cool guy. You ever noticed? He's really cool. He's like kind of like cool and aloof. He's like the Fonzie of the Vancouver comedy scene. He, yeah. He's not even really doing comedy, but he's like a legacy. Yeah, what does he do? He creates the podcasts and other podcasts and is just a genius. And he shows up at shows and does a great job. And then you don't see him again for a while. (laughs) He shows up here and just plays guitar for hours. (laughs) He played an entire Lisa Loeb song here this week. And we were like, okay, we got it. You can stop. <laughs> Why did he do that? Because he loves her. Yeah, and when he met Abby, she looked just like her oh. when they were young. Can I tell you a story about Lisa Loeb? <laughs> For I sure. I met her one time, uh-huh. and I introduced myself to her. We were with a couple people, and somebody said, this is Lisa Loeb. And I said, oh, hi, my name is Paul. And she goes, we've met before. <laughs> and I said, we have not met before. <laughs> she said, yeah, we have. And she was very... She's very indignant. Like we talked for a long time. We were at a wedding. She told me the people's wedding. And I, I said, I've I don't know those people, and I've not been to that wedding. And she said, No, we have met before. And she was getting angry, <laughs> very pointed. And I said, I'm telling you, honest to God, I was not at that wedding. We have not met before. She wouldn't believe me. And eventually, I figured out she meant comedian dana gould and sometimes oh, people mistake us for ah. each other i once mistook dana for me in a picture <laughs> in someone's house it's like how why is that picture of me there and it was dana which is a weird experience and i saw so, so i told her that and she went no no oh boy whoa we've met before wow. and i said okay lisa Lowe. <laughs> she lives in a fantasy world wow <laughs> she's met everyone that she wants to meet already <laughs> I'm done. Oh, wow. We've yeah. met enough. That's weird that she got aggressive almost. Yeah. About but I, it. I, like if I was in that situation and somebody was telling me, like giving me the details of this is where we <laughs> yeah. met. And I was saying, no, I was not there. Yeah. I would, I would take their word for it. What if she has some sort of complicated memory disease? Like where she needs to sort that shit out. Yeah. Fucking right. Go to the She's... doctor, Lisa Loeb. And 
is tough. We're taking a hard stance on the lobster here. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't know that much about her except for that song that Dave played. Which one is it? I don't know. It was really... You say it's yeah, be that oh, one, yeah, right? yeah, that one. You say when I want to something, and you know it, and then you do that one. Yeah, I like your uh-huh. version way better than Dave's. <laughs> Dude, he was playing it on acoustic guitar too, like really intense. Wow, Ooh, it's a small apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did it perfectly. Like you could tell that he had. Did he sing it as well? Or oh he just yeah, played it <laughs> with with a her sort of intonation. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? What is happening? This is so strange to me. Maybe this but is the only place that Dave does yeah. stuff like this. We weren't recording. <laughs> I find it really funny that we started doing this podcast as just an experiment because we shared the same horrible customer experience with the same woman. But we come to your house, which is quite small. Um, and then now our other friends now come to your house to record stuff. Yeah. And I see pictures on Instagram and I'm like, it's so strange to see... Everyone's piled into your tiny apartment. <laughs> yeah, just a dog pile in the middle of the room. We push yeah. all the furniture to <laughs> yeah, the that's walls. What I'm hoping for. Um, Paul, I know yeah. you've worked in retail. Yes. It's a well-known fact. Look, <laughs> I've made no secret of the fact that I've worked in retail. I've never tried to hide this. That's true. And you and Jessica share something in common. What? You both video, work store. video store. Kind of almost the worst. Yeah. It's a particular kind of clientele. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. And people get mad for various reasons. Very and people easily. Try to, people try to cheat you in some ways. And there's a lot of... <laughs> that like late fee stuff? Yeah. Well, they'll yeah, be yeah. like, this skipped. And you'll be like, okay. <laughs> this There's skipped. no way that I can check that because I can't go to your house and play it on your player. Because something can skip on one player and then I could watch it a hundred times on the store player and it would be fine. No, see, I never had that problem because you didn't- I, it was VHS. <laughs> wow. That's how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> I worked at a VHS store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were, they were the worst. And it was it was in, I've talked about this in my stand-up. I worked at a place called Beta Only, which was Beta Video Store. <laughs> Very sad and bleak. <laughs> And so it only sold beta? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was this was way after beta was done. Oh, no. So obscure. It only occurred to me a million years later that it was probably a front. It was probably a money laundering oh. front. Because who would open a beta-only video store <laughs> in the 90s? That is crazy. There yeah. were fanatics, though, who... Not enough. <laughs> Not enough to keep that store in business. But was it just rental or was it sales? Both. Okay. No one ever bought anything. Some, there there would, would be they? like a handful of people that would come in to rent every couple days. Somebody Ooh. would come in. Yeah. This is the place that you took a nap in? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I took yeah. a nap in the counter. I, yeah. <laughs> I, that comedy special that you had where you talked about your jobs, mm-hmm. I would recommend that at the video store that I worked at <laughs> and sometimes put it on and watch it. So I was like, this is Thank very- you. That's very flattering. This is a meta thing, like being in a video <laughs> store watching stand-up about- how terrible it is. Would you turn that part up louder? <laughs> <laughs> I just like gesture and be like, get a load of this. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> like here. But those days are behind me. Thank <laughs> the Lord. Yeah. Every once in a while, I have to say like, if I had the money, I would open a store. Would you really? What yeah. kind of store? Like a fancy clothing store. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. It just seems like so much stuff that you have to be responsible for and stay on top of and yeah. just nightmares that you have to deal with. No, I'm only going to carry like three things, what but lots things? of them. Really fancy jeans, mm-hmm. um, striped t-shirts, <laughs> and great leather shoes. <laughs> That's it. And nice handbags. Oh. 
And I'm you gonna added have, a thing? I know. And also, I'm going to have a ginger poodle that walks around. <laughs> now, if you have... <laughs> If you have leather shoes and handbags, you're not going to have belts? Yeah. Or Who wallets? Wears belts anymore? Uh, Why do people wear belts? I'm wearing with, a belt right now. People with fluctuating okay, waist five lines. things. Five things. Belts. Wait a minute. What is this thing about nobody wears belts anymore? I don't wear I don't pants, wear my belts anymore. So. You never wear pants. Well, I don't wear pants. It's true. No she trousers for you. Dresses. Mm-hmm. I, I have one pair, but... My current jeans are a- so tight that I don't need a belt. I d- yeah, I do. <laughs> There's wear- like a figure eight situation happening. No one really needs a belt. It's it's like That's true, it's you- an accessory. Is yeah. a belt a belt was from a time before what? Your people did not have butt cheeks. I think before uh, <laughs> they were just like smooth with a. I think hole. it was before sizing of pants. <laughs> yeah, and okay, it was sort of so like you just get hey, a sack. Yeah, this is yeah. what you get. Well, pants were made of. Oh, I like wool. that. That's my new idea mm-hmm. for my store. <laughs> so this is what you get. You, this Everything is, is what one you size. get. Yeah, and then you have. I only have pants that are like a sack and belts. <laughs> I dare you to go to another store. <laughs> this is what you. Get. This is what you deserve. Probably it should huh. be a good name for a store. I was gonna call it the Blue Boat. The blue, the blue boat. <laughs> you just got so sad. You got wistful. It about really it. is like a dream that I have to not have to work for anybody, and also can just close the door and say, "Be back in five minutes," and then go get a salad somewhere. Mm. Wait. So, would you be the sole employee of the store? Yeah, I think maybe I'd have someone that came in on Sundays and Mondays, and then I would run the store Tuesday through Saturday. Mm. You've mm. thought this through. Yeah, and I would hire an accountant because I'm not good with money. <laughs> I'm good at selling stuff. Sure. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Well, I'm very distracted because there's a very large animal in Jessica's backyard. There's a large animal? What is it? It could be a human. Oh. The largest oh, animal. Oh, yeah. It's no, the... Uh, <laughs> That's the it's guy a whale. next door. <laughs> Sorry. I thought That's... it was like a giant... I don't know. That's the alcoholic gardener. Yeah, you can see he's swaying a lot. That's what distracted (laughs) me because I'm like, what kind of animal moves like that? Is it a raccoon on the fence? Can you see how I thought that? Oh, I can see the guy. We should probably cut this part out. (laughs) No, leave it in. He usually has two beers going. Starting. Does he wear the beer hat? (laughs) No, I wish. That'd be perfect for gardening. I gotta say, like, look, there was a time (laughs) when I relished drinking during the day where it was a fun activity. But man, oh man, you hit a certain point where that is the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Well, your day's where, over. Yeah. You just yeah. want to go to bed forever. Yeah. It just makes him sing really loud. So I hope what the mic's... He, uh, he just whistles and like sort of tuneless, tuneless singing. It's really annoying when we're recording a band and someone's sure. trying to do a vocal take and then he's right over there. Then you got to record him isolated and then make it a loop. Yeah. So it <laughs> seems like it was on purpose. It actually added a lot to the track. <laughs> he's uncredited. He finds out. He sues. Oh, yeah. He gets the rights. We have to destroy all the physical copies. You think they're tuneless, but they're actually compositions. <laughs> yeah. And so he recognizes them instantly. It's more like turkey in the straw sort of stuff. <laughs> Who wouldn't whistle that? So Paul, you've worked at a different video store as well. You worked yes, at- I worked at Tower Video, yeah. now defunct in West Hollywood. And that was an area where you would have famous people would come in sometimes. And sometimes Ooh. they were nice and sometimes they were very entitled and would be I want to be that those ones. You want to be an entitled jerk? Yeah. It's easy to do. <laughs> Show me. I had a call one day. Phone rang and I answered and this guy said, yes, this is, oh, what's his name? Why am I blanking on his name now? Ed Harris. No, he was in Ooh, Lawnmower Harris. Man. How about Ding Ding? Lawnmower Man. Yes. Piercing blue eyes. Paul Weller. No. <laughs> Here, we oh, can Weller. look it up. I don't know. I've never seen Lawnmower Roland Man. Roland Orzabal. <laughs> that sounds like a delicious meal. Jeff something? God damn. 
He had a little bit of resurgence in he was in Lost and then he was just in Justified. Hmm. Who was he in Lost? He it was in uh, Jeff Fahey. Jeff Fahey. Thank you. I don't know who he is. That's a made up name. No, I went Fahey. to school with a Fahey. 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 Mark Fahey. That's how he said it. He called up and he said, This is Jeff Fahey. I'm staying at the <laughs> hotel across the street. I would like to rent some Lee Marvin movies, but I want to know that you have the ones that I'm looking for. And I said, sure, let me look them up. And he gave me a long list. And so I have to cross-reference it. This is before every store just had a computer, a database of everything. Mm -hmm. And so we had a big fucking physical book that you had to go to and find, you know, cross-reference all this stuff. So I found the ones that he was looking for, told him which ones we had. And he said, okay, I'm going to send somebody over to get them. And I said, oh, actually, that's not the way it works. You have to have an account. Mm -hmm. That's the only way we can check out movies so we know which movies are checked out. Like every video store. Yeah. And he said, well, listen. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jeff Fahey. I'm not going to. Hold, hold on. <laughs> he said, I mean, I don't have time to come over there and make an account. I'm just going to send somebody over to get him. And I said, no, I understand. But the, the only way we can do it is through an account. Mm-hmm. Like we can't just hand you movies. And he said, let me ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> How many Jeff Fahey movies do you have in your store? <laughs> You're like, one second, sir. Let me get the book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to say all of them. <laughs> he said, do you th- honestly think I would steal videos? And I said, no, it's not. that's not the issue. It's that there is literally no way to hand over the videos without them going through the system. He said, mm-hmm. well, if I'm going to come over there. I want to make sure you have the ones that I'm looking for. Then I had to go to the book and look up all these movies. And then when I, and it took like five minutes and I got back. And of course he hung up. <laughs> then months later, somebody called and said, <laughs> hello, I'm looking to rent some video, like this crazy voice. <laughs> I'm looking to rent some Lee Marvin movies. And I said, oh, okay. What movies are you looking for? And they gave me some titles, and I said, let me look. And I had them on the phone, and I go through the list. And then I get to this one, and the voice goes, oh, is that with Jeff Fahey? (laughs) And I said, yeah. And the voice said, I'll be right there. Like a crazy voice. And then nobody ever came in. And and nobody, if it was a prank, which it must have been, right? Uh No one ever copped to it. Like, none of my friends that I would have just told the story in life to, like, not even on stage. No one ever claimed responsibility for it. So I can't be 100% certain, but that might have been Jeff Faye. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. People don't understand just the basics of how that stuff works. And it's always movie people, I would find. Yeah. Like there'd be a production happening in town and the director wants to watch, you know, five movies to yeah, yeah. reference stuff. I would get so many calls from assistants. They'd be like, hello, we're from the Paramount production office. And it would just be like, <laughs> okay, I don't care. Like I, yeah, you're just a customer. <laughs> like yeah, this, You're not like a federal agent where it's like <laughs> the movie industry needs your service. Yeah. But it's also, why did they ever try the library? Yeah. They probably ran up a bunch of fines. Yeah. It was always, it was always <laughs> such a nightmare. This one guy called and he was, uh, I thought it was a prank because he kept me on the phone for a good 10 minutes. And it was a very disparate list of titles. And I was sort of running all over the store trying to find things. And I was like, yeah, okay, I've got this stack of 10 movies here for you. And they were like, 
okay, this is for a production. So, and I was like, yes, I understand how this works. And he was like, and where are you located? And so I had to explain. And he was like, and approximately how long would it take to get there from the Sheraton Hotel? And I was like, Google Maps it, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> that's on you, dick. Yeah. Why would I know that? He's like, and if I were to take a cab, and this is the assistant. This is a personal assistant. Yeah. If I were to take a cab, could you just hand the movies to me while in the cab? And I'm like, absolutely not. No. What? It's like who? But has anyone ever been in a store before? <laughs> like I don't understand how they're under the impression that this is how it works. It's so crazy. To there's me. a dedicated loading zone where you park, and there's a pulley, and you open your sky roof, and it just deposits <laughs> a nondescript black plastic bag into your car, and uh, you don't have to give us your name or anything. Of course, he never showed up. Yeah. So I had this stack of movies. I think his name was Ricardo, and he was. <laughs> I honestly hoped that it was a prank just so that person didn't exist in the world for real. <laughs> I hope that stack is set aside for Ricardo to this day. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> in every video store and every town. <laughs> That's right. When you worked at the video store and you yeah. were doing comedy uh-huh. and you were in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Were you like wanting to be on the inside, but working at the video store and seeing how crazy it was and asking, why do I want to do this with my life? Oh, no, it was it was like, how do I get away from where I am right now? Mm-hmm. You know, all I wanted to do was comedy. And and I had a hard time with day jobs. It was really hard. But, you know, I knew on some level this is what I have to do in order to make this other thing happen. Like, so I could do open mics and I could, you know, get better and and all that stuff. So like, I knew that was part of the deal, but I usually averaged, I think the longest I was ever at a job was that tower video job. And that was a year. That was a little over a year. And I was so burnt out by the end of that year. And that's when I started stealing videos (laughs) because I just was so resentful of having to be there. You know, that's what happens too. And like employees aren't treated great that's that's when like pretty decent people might start stealing Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and i you know i don't know how decent i was at the time i think i was i think i had a lot of anger in me and was trying to make it somebody else's fault but mine you know that surely this can't be my fault because what does that say about me (laughs) the world is to blame and this is their fault um and it was it was it was a bad patch that was a bad patch we all have bad patches. We all do. I found when it was years ago, it was the first time I met you in person and you did stand up at the Rio Theater. You talked about that job for a long time. Was it the first time we met? It was, but we just met briefly and I I think Dave or Graham introduced us after the show and that was the first time I ever saw a stand up comedian just be himself on stage. So that was a really like <laughs> really? it was the first char- time. <laughs> yeah, usually there's like a character or like it just felt very rehearsed, but you told this very like you told the story of working there and you, you were uh, – you admitted to stealing and you made it beautiful and funny and human and that was like one of my favorite performances of all time. Thank you, Alicia. But um, – I have some notes. I was thinking the next time you tell a story, if you could like punch it up. Like more uh, props probably. <laughs> but yeah, I, li- I really I, – that really stood out for me as a performer and then – it felt very freeing to see someone talk about who they are as a person and those darker corners. Thank you. That's a lovely thing to say. Thank you. Um, and also we worked in retail and I was like, cool buddy. But then when I met <laughs> you, I was like, how's that submission? I got him home. What? <laughs> I just mumbled something. I was like, I hope you like my overalls. Uh, or something in my head. I was like, I thought I was going to say something. And then I just was like, hi, hi. 
I was uh, at that show too, I think, and people were hanging out in the lobby afterwards, and I was like, well, I'm just going to leave, because yeah. <laughs> I'm always too nervous to meet anybody, because I'm like, what could I add to yeah. their experience? <laughs> now, a strange I mean, way to look at things. Now, like playing shows, it's always lovely when someone comes up to you and, you know, says, that was great, or like, can I buy this merch? But at the time, <laughs> I was... Yeah, and when like a celebrity would come into the store, I'd always just be like, "You are a normal person. I will not acknowledge that I have watched every single thing <laughs> right. that you've ever done." Uh, not that anyone that exciting ever came in. Didn't you have a celebrity steal a video from? Yeah, the Benicio store? del Toro. <laughs> oh, but I had a Benicio del Toro run in. Really? <laughs> where he he came into Tower Video. He's drunk off his ass in the <laughs> middle of the day and just like reeking of booze, and he looked like he hadn't slept in days, and he. Bummed a cigarette off me. <laughs> it was so weird. And I gave weird. it to him. And then we left. I was like, what? He, he could have gotten his own cigarettes. What am I giving him cigarettes for? Aww. Was he a uh, famous and well-known actor at that time? Or was he on his I way I knew up? he was, yeah. 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 Okay. This was after Usual Suspects, which okay. was, I think was his yeah. first big thing. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, he was a baby in that. Yeah. Then he did some Wolfman movie. <laughs> That's my favorite movie. The Wolfman I movie? I have a Wolfman tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. My no. friend, uh, previous guest, Jarrett Sampson, had a medallion from that movie. <laughs> they made a promotional like necklace that just said He the worked Wolfman. at a comic book store, though, right? Yeah. So he probably they would get all this for that. swag. What a waste uh, of swag time and just... energy to make merch for that stupid movie. That I still haven't saw. seen it. No one has. <laughs> no, but I try and watch the worst movies ever. Like I watched the Catwoman with uh, Halle, Halle Berry. Berry. Oof! Wow, it's really bad. Eh? And it was shot. I here. can't stop watching. If it's if it's on TV, I'll watch it. Uh, what else is really good? I Frankenstein. That's so uh, bad. Aaron Eckhart. Sure. Yeah. It, like that movie's about current. gargoyles. There's a gargoyle war. <laughs> it's all around us. It was not marketed as that, so I was kind of uh, pissed. But yeah, it's it's so fun. We just watched The Matrix Two. Great. <laughs> there's some. There's a joke about The Matrix Two in last night's Comedy Bang Bang, and I laughed. That's right. Yeah. Even though you haven't seen any of The Matrix, I won't. Oh, it was Mike Hanford as John Lennon saying he's watching The Matrix movies, and they just get better and better. <laughs> um he had this bit where it was that's what she said but i can't remember how he phrased it but he kept getting it wrong it was great uh you 100 didn't have to be there i just did it justice (laughs) (laughs) feels like i was there so my retail nightmare uh is from the vault it's from when i worked at movement on it's called movement on saint laurent boulevard it's called mouvement in French. <laughs> this was the store where the guy had the AIDS ribbon as part of his logo, but was not donating any money to the AIDS charity. What? Uh, the same man that did the sit-ups where his testicles fell out in front of us at the store. What? Um, doing sit-ups in the store. To impress the beautiful salespeople. And it probably worked, right? Everyone hated him. <laughs> and uh, Well, you're still talking about him, so uh, sort of worked. <laughs> I don't know why I got a job at the store. Like Everyone that worked there was like a rapper or a model. <laughs> like, they were so cool. And I don't know, just everyone was far cooler than I could ever think to be. And all the clothes there were so expensive. And but, less- were they, but hold on a second. When you say that they were cool, yeah. you mean that they, they looked like the idea of cool people, but they were One, not, in fact, cool people. No, and some of them were the funniest and nicest people I really? ever met. Yeah. So they actually were cool. Yeah, really <laughs> <Sorry>. cool. <laughs> and everybody the had their own overlapping 
early 20s issues going on, like getting mm-hmm. their life together, first major breakup, being broke out of university, trying to be artists. And I just hated that job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did meet some good friends there, uh, including my friend Curran, who made my dog temporarily racist because he chased him so hard. And then he was scared of black people for a while. <laughs> and, um, so cool people come into the store because it was like there was always a DJ in there playing and it was open till midnight and we were the only people that sold these cool Japanese energy drinks. I think I would have hated all of you. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God, it sounds horrible. It was horrible and I needed the job so badly. Like I only quit because it was getting to the point where I was scared of the owner because he was so unpredictable and angry. And one day this, I don't, I still don't really know who people are. I'm not great with uh, celebrities. I don't know what's going on in pop culture a lot of the time. And this young woman came in. She's beautiful, and she's a singer. I'm not going to say her name because uh, I just looked, and she's still recording. <laughs> Stop yeah. it so people would know who she is. Uh, but this Celine is like 20, almost 20 years ago, and so very young she came Celine in, and she tried on all the tightest, most beautiful clothes, and she wanted something to wear for her concert that night at Metropolis, which was this cool place where people did concerts. And then she liked us, so she invited us to the show. So she gave us free tickets and backstage passes, and I went with my friend Mita. And this other girl, Jessica Wolf, who was like Jessica Rabbit. And we all wore like skin tight, crazy 90s. <laughs> Jessica Wolf was like Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, she was so pretty and so sexy. Are you saying that all animal <laughs> surnames yeah, are the same? Yeah. She was like a dire wolf of sex. And wow. um, wow, wow. So we went to this show, and then uh, the woman invited us to her trailer. And it turned out she was dating Madonna's ex boyfriend. Like she had somehow been the woman he was having an affair with or whatever. So. He was there, and then all of a sudden she became up angry that we were there and that he was talking to us, so she threw us out of her trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she had invited you in. Yeah, yeah. it was so uncomfortable. Wow. And, That's uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, it was the 90s. I didn't know what was going on. Okay, so Madonna's ex-boyfriend, was he just like... He was one of like the dance... I can show you afterwards. Yeah, I just assumed that he was a backup dancer for some for reason. For sure. I feel at some point, anyone who does that, any woman who does that kind of pop music, they always have a relationship with a backup dancer at some point. Yeah. And it's probably because their lives are so isolated. Like, that's who you would meet. Like, how comedians end up dating other comedians and yeah. musicians date other there's, musicians. And, like, there's just, like, a shirtless, undulating guy behind you mm-hmm. all the what time. What are you going to do? Like, I got your back you every time try you that, that weird flip. And you're like, oh, he supports me. <laughs> of course you're going to want to tap that. Uh that's that's a weird one. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was that um, thing where you kind of got to meet a lot of cool people, but weren't really one of them, <laughs> which yeah. was always a reminder. Like, it was just when you thought. Mm-hmm. That's when I thought something, you know, like maybe Jeff Fahey would call or... <laughs> It's just so weird, like going into a store and being like, okay, I'm going to take all of you. You're my posse now. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that mentality, I don't get. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, will there be snacks? As a, a social experiment, it's very interesting, but that's weird from her perspective. Mm-hmm. She, she seems like a big weirdo. Yeah, for sure. And her name is. Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. Why? What if she, what if she heard Reba this? McIntyre. What if her friend is like, <laughs> Reba? <laughs> Her name was Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. And that <laughs> singer was Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie's great. She'd never do that. No, she's so cool. Do you ever why didn't tell- she oh. ever listen? You listen. Why didn't she ever do a follow up to Let's Give Them Something to Talk About called We Certainly Gave Them Something to Talk About? <laughs> what do you think the lyrics would be? We certainly gave them something to talk about. They stopped talking about it. What can we do? <laughs> 
So just same melody. Mission <laughs> accomplished from my perspective. <laughs> I'm not sure, sweetie, if I want to try something else. <laughs> wow. She calls him a sweetie. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah, you know, not babe. Do you think not they had daddy. a meeting where they talked about it? Yeah, what, what their nicknames are? <laughs> what are your? Do you have any nicknames that you remember from past relationships? We won't use for Bonnie Raitt. For Bonnie Raitt, <laughs> or for every her. relationship I've been in, first order of business. What do we call Bonnie Raitt together as a couple? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a I had a, a girlfriend that I we call each other baby. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I call each other honey. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. Hano. Yeah. yeah, total Hanos. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought that I would call somebody honey. You know what I mean? That seemed very it's lovely. Old, so old fashioned to me. Yeah. I call people like anyone that I am endearing myself to a uh, honey bunny. <laughs> honey buddy. I don't know why. I think sweet. my grandma used to use it. I love pet names. The best is when you say it in frustration. <laughs> like, honey. <laughs> <When you're> t- <laughs> Try to do a thing. It's not working well. Somebody's chiming in. They got something to say. <laughs> yeah. Honey. Let's give them something to talk about. I also call people widow toki. And I don't know what A little that, turkey? It's like a small turkey. Widow toki. Widow toki. I don't really do much like baby voice stuff. I only do baby I know voice stuff. <laughs> I don't even great. realize that I'm doing it. You're the only person I'll put up with it. I don't know why. I think it's maybe because as a child I was expected to speak as an adult. And, and now you're like, finally, my I time learned. to <laughs> shine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Widow Toki is like whenever someone's really fucked up and I just feel bad for them. I'm like, Widow Toki, like, come here. <laughs> Let me give you a hug. Like Widow Toki, like you've had too much to drink? Yeah. Or Widow Toki, like, you should have paid your taxes on time. <laughs> Both. That would be more like Widow Toki. Come on. <laughs> come on. Honey. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, it's like if someone like drops their shit in the street. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, you're a mess. What a toki. I don't know. It's just like a automatic response. That's a nice. That's nice. It is nice. Yeah. What's your retail nightmare? Yeah. Uh, it was from the video store. When I first started working there, I worked nights. Uh, and all the weirdos came out then. There was this guy who would come in. Right before closing, so mm-hmm. 11 o'clock, and he'd go through the sale bin of just awful garbage movies. And I often bought things from there as jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way I would allow people. I was like, you got to see this. It's so terrible. But he would go through, and he would come in pretty regularly, and he'd try and buy them without any form of payment. <laughs> no, he had a credit card number and he was like, I can just like punch this number and I know it by memory. And oh. I'd be like, I'd be like, that's not how it works. You got to have the physical card. And he's like, but you can do it over the phone. And I was like, not really. <laughs> that's not really how it works. So I think um, he had been doing that for a while and then I had to sort of end it. And I felt bad because it seemed like this was how this guy, he, okay, Probably his mom's credit card. Yeah. But he, this guy, he sort of looked like Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future. So like crazy big white hair, like wild eyed, like only comes out at night. I just imagined he had a a house just full of DVDs everywhere Mm -hmm. that he never watched, Mm -hmm. which... uh, Because he has no DVD player. No. (laughs) Because you could... He's putting it in a CD player. (laughs) He's putting it in his Blu-ray CD. (laughs) Um, But I felt so bad because I had to shut him down and he'd often come in 
because the grocery store right next to us closed at the same time. And so he'd come in just from there. And I was like, okay, you were just keeping them till the very last minute. He'd come and he'd just have a box full of bread and vegetables and stuff. And I was like, what is your life like, sir? Uh, But yeah, the credit card number. It obviously had worked for him in a lot of places. People were just like, okay, you're here right before closing. Like, whatever. I'll, I'll put up with it. But, like, that's not legal, right? No, it has to be there. <laughs> yeah. At the very least, you have to ask for ID. Yeah. You can't just take someone's credit card number at the end. Yeah. I mean, I guess I did the right thing, but I wonder where this guy is now. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> he's gone back to the future. Now that chip cards are in, in practice, he's fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just has the chip, no card. He just uh, has uh, chips. I have a chip. <laughs> it's like, sir, that's a tortilla chip. <laughs> you just got that at the grocery store. That's a free sample. He's written Visa on it. <laughs> but it has a hologram on it. You're Whoa. Like, he is from the future. Uh, yeah. So Godspeed to you, sir, wherever you are. <laughs> Hope you're still pulling the scams uh, in the video stores if they still exist. There is one that exists. Um, Paul, do you have any other retail nightmares? I do. What the fuck? This is one where I was the nightmare. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't even wait. I worked in the store called In General on (laughs) South Street in Philadelphia, and it was a general store. Uh, On the second floor, we sold housewares, um, and it would be like cups and plates, shower curtains, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. On the first floor we sold stationery and novelty items. So it would be like you could get, you know, greeting cards whatever, and then you could also get like a, a, a tub of little rubber animals, you know, oh. like that kind of thing. Now you're um, speaking my language. Yeah. <laughs> you would have loved it. Based on this place where I am right now, yeah. you would have loved this store. A lot of stuff for you. Um and we, it was like, it was a cool place run by a cool lady who was the owner of the store. It's so like, we could smoke in the store and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. Ridiculous. And so <laughs> you could sit down at work. It was not a time to lean, time to clean place. Oh, and so okay. sometimes we would sit on the steps going upstairs. And so I was sitting on the steps one time and hanging on the stairwell was this inflatable rubber snake, right? <laughs> Of course. And so there were three people that came into the store and I saw them. (laughs) You know, this one woman's very afraid and they say to one of my colleagues, she's very afraid of snakes. So she's afraid of this fucking like cartoon looking snake. And so they, to this day, I don't know why I did this. (laughs) They are walking up the stairs And this woman is like hugging the wall because she's so afraid of this obviously fake snake. (laughs) And I fucking moved it like slightly (laughs) as she was looking at it. And she freaked out. (laughs) And they they like went down the stairs, talked to the manager. They were furious. Oh, no. You're like, why why did he do that? Why did he do that? And I said, it was an accident. It was an accident. And then- after they left, you know, the manager said, was it an accident? And I said, it wasn't. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I don't know why. But I could not. It was, a, it was a weird feeling because I could not not do it. Like I was thinking about <laughs> I saw them like coming up the stairs and I'm thinking about it. I could have moved. I could have gotten up, could have walked away, whatever. 
I just knew it was going to happen. I knew that it was going to happen. <laughs> and you and couldn't really did. stop yourself. I could not stop myself at all. This is maybe the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> well, then it, that's pretty great. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you're doing really great. Well, you I, in, a, in, my opinion, a in, book. in my opinion, it's the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> Called uh, Wiggle the Snake. <laughs> <laughs> or Don't Wiggle the Snake. It's up to you. Yeah. You have to have mm, these experiences like by Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> To wiggle a, a snake, turn to page 35. That's yeah. a long Did you wiggle this? Oh, it's like choose your own adventure <laughs> yeah. based on yeah, the decisions yeah. you made that's and right. these important moments in your life yeah. to be kind or cruel. So you, if you choose to wiggle the snake, turn to page 35, <laughs> then it's just my life as it played out from that point. Yeah, yeah. it's your autobiography. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you choose not to wiggle the snake, you die immediately. Ends. Yeah, you die. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> the book is over. Yeah. <laughs> the woman was actually an assassin. <laughs> oh, yeah. She <laughs> was there and you looked like somebody that she was sent to assassinate. That's and right. The glitch in her plan was that snake like glitch yeah. in the matrix but she still had it she still had enough she just kept her back to the store and always looking at the snake to kill yeah. the man she thought you yeah. were yeah <laughs> but then she lost yeah. her nerve we just yeah. wrote a bestseller <laughs> it's like the uh, space carpenter's wife or whatever you were just reading <laughs> the space carpenter's wife time traveler's wife yeah yeah space carpenter. same exact story pretty much well, I, I'm never going to read it. I read I'm that saying. book mm-hmm. so I could watch the movie because I heard the movie is terrible and I'm very Who's excited. Who's in the movie? Is it Rachel McAdams? Eric Bana? Yeah, both of such a handsome Eric man. Banana, man. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't know who else. Great that- in Munich. Who? Eric Banana. Oh, I thought that was someone's name. Banana. Great in Munich. <laughs> Hi, my name's Graydon. Graydon Munich. That's my baby's name. <laughs> this is Graydon Munich. <laughs> First name only. Gray for short? I'm like, no, Graydon. And I'm going to nurse him until he's six. <laughs> Ew. Like that guy that would be my dream if I were a kid. It's mm. really into <laughs> nursing. <laughs> if I were a kid. Well, you have been a kid. Yeah, and I was, was denied. When did you get cut off? Two and a half, oh. which was really late for 1977. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my mom was very embarrassed because I was a child by that point and could reach her top. Yeah. <laughs> and that went on until I was five. You could even kind of communicate verbally. Yeah, I was like, more, 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 now, more, please. And she's like, they're empty, 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 they're empty. They're empty. Oh. And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm so no. happy that I am childless and will remain so. <laughs> what a what a weird uh, feeling that must be to like create an entity and then have it latch onto you and drain your nutrients. I don't think it feels that way to at no, the beginning. <laughs> I'm sure it feels great and there's all those drugs in your body that are like, This is the best. But that's how I feel about feeding the birds. Oh, there's one right now. <laughs> I'm crazy. Hi, bird. Is that plumpo or jumpo? I think that that's jumpo. Oh it's staring at us, whoever it is. Oh <laughs> putting on a real show for Paul. It's cleaning his tail feather. He really is. Paul, yeah. uh, any more we before we move on to our next segment, do you mm. have any other retail nightmares? I know you worked at a hat shop. <laughs> I did. The hat shop is where I was that was my first job, and that's where I was told if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. It's the greatest line ever to say as a joke. Oh, as a joke. Yeah. People said it for serious. I know. It's horrible. Not How nice. much is there to clean in a hat shop? It would get pretty dusty. Yeah. Yeah. It was that. I mean, that's really what. And we had glass shelves. You had to lift all the hats up and clean the shelves. How old were you? Oh, I was 17, 18. Now, you are a man that I consider very well dressed. And you seem to really love clothes and dress well. I do. Appreciate beautiful fabric. I do. 
dress appropriately for the occasion. You're like nailing me to a T. <laughs> when did this start? Was it at the hat shop? Was it before? Oh, no. It started, I, I always liked clothes and I always liked dressing up when I was a kid because yeah. I always wanted to be in show business. Yeah, yeah, I always did. So, And I think because of the era in which I grew up where people – on talk shows would still dress up to be on a talk show. You know what I mean? So it was like, that was show business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to Catholic school where you had to wear a coat and tie. And like in, in grade school, we had a uniform, but then in high school you had to provide your own clothes. And so that's when I kind of really got into clothes in that way. And then, um, yeah. And then it's just always been the way it's been. Yeah. So the hat shop. So the hat shop, I, that was attractive to me because I like, always liked hats. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, like <laughs> hats are only so much fun at work <laughs> <laughs> after the first, I don't know, 20 minutes of the job. Yeah. And then oh. it just became uh, a weird drudgery. And it was – I definitely had worse jobs than that. But there was a lot of boredom and uh, a lot of people just trying things on and not buying things. Yes. And it was actually rare that somebody would buy – it was rare that I was able to kind of help somebody buy a – a nice hat that wasn't just like a dumb baseball cap or something like that. You know what I mean? Did you sell baseball caps there? Oh, we sold everything. Yeah. We okay. Everything. We had men's and women's hats of all kinds and we had costume hats that were hanging up on the walls. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I really love hats. picturing this way differently. Did you ever go to the store, I Love Hats? No. And Is that a place? It used to be. I think it's closed now. Yeah. It was right, right by here. Yeah. I never went to that place, but I have been to the Granville Island hat shop and I have purchased a hat. I love berets. And one of the reasons why I love berets is every other hat, I don't know what's wrong with me, but as soon as I put it on, I then adjust my neck because oh. I have a hat on. And at the end of the day, my head really hurts. <laughs> so, what? Like what if it has a brim, like I used to have this beautiful uh, kind of cloche type thing. And like out of mohair mm-hmm. and, and whatever. Very soft. Very soft. Yes. But kind of almost like Paddington Bear. Oh, yeah. And everyone's like, that's such a cool hat. I'm like, I know. Uh, <laughs> and then at the end of the day, I'd have to ice my neck because I'm not smart. But I can't, what were you doing with your neck? Trying to see. I, the the oh. brim of the hat. Something. I just, I don't know. You're I was always adjusting neck to see out? how I used to see the world before I had a hat on. I think you were wearing the hat wrong. <laughs> well, probably. You're wearing it like horse blinders. Yeah. <laughs> I did pull it right over my face. <laughs> so I, I like I have like a little Donegal, Donegal cap mm-hmm. and that's okay. And I, I like berets because I don't do that. And of course, I look great in a beret. But I love hats. I love them. That's I just so, won't buy them because I, I do this stupid thing where I tilt my head. I do the same thing with scarves though. Really? Yeah. I, <laughs> okay. Now I, that you've made fun of me. No, we talked about this in our pilot episode that no one will ever hear. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> I am opening myself up to ridicule, but the way it's by Paul. Yeah, the way <laughs> I wear a by scarf. <laughs> if I'm cold, I'll raise my shoulders up to get more of the scarf around my face and neck. And then when I get somewhere, I'm like, oh, I have a spasm in my neck, <laughs> and then I have to like physically get someone to fix it. Yeah, because you. Y- y- <laughs> <laughs> Are you wearing the wrong kind of coat? Because there shouldn't be that much. I know that much gap. Yeah, I need something with a collar I can flip up. I think the first time I ever went to Halifax, oh beautiful! I did a gig up there, and uh, it was so cold, and I had forgotten or I'd lost my computer charger, and so I had to go get a new charger, and so I went out 
to the nearest store, which was just a few blocks away. And by the time I came back to the hotel, I had a headache and I realized it was from frowning. Yeah. This is <laughs> me so every day. Just like, oh, like making this Clint Eastwood face <laughs> into the bleak cold. That's the last time I felt this neck problem was when I was in Halifax in November because just walking. I always forget. I'm like, oh, I need to buy a special coat for this time <laughs> of year on this side of the country. I'm not smart in other areas as well. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that when a dress had a tiny P on the label, it meant petite. And I am not petite. Uh, and That's why you gave me all those dresses. <laughs> yep. Jessica got them all. I... Uh, had this dress that I love, which Jessica, I believe, now has this beautiful corduroy sort of vintage-looking dress with birds on it. It's this beautiful wilderness scene. <laughs> and I ordered it at the time in my size. And I was like, this is perfect. And then I put it on. I was like, it seems really short in the body. But I still wore it. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it threw my back out. Fuck. Because it was a petite. And I was like, this should fit. Like, it did fit in theory. It seemed a little bit short at the knee. And it seemed a little bit tight through the shoulders. But it just really fucked my body up really badly. Wait, it was like I tried on. (laughs) How did this dress hurt your back? Because it was too small, but I could get it done up, and it didn't bulge anywhere. But it was just sewn for a person that is like two inches smaller everywhere else on their body, like shorter. This I understand. Yeah, that it's it was technically the wrong size. Yeah, but I don't. I don't understand. Because it was pulling my shoulders in like oh, okay. all day. So you like you like got yourself into it. Yeah, that's but- exactly how I would describe yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got myself into it. I got all the buttons done up. Yeah, so proud. and then I went into the comedy show and like throughout. I don't wear necklaces either because like they hurt my neck. I don't know if you know anyone that's like this, but um, because they they pull on my neck and then my neck hurts for the rest of the day. Anyways, uh, so that dress I still wore it another seven times uh, before. I- <laughs> and did you? Did it hurt you every time? Every time, every time. Let's get into these heavy necklaces. <laughs> yes. Is it that they are very heavy, or that you're so conscious of it that it's causing attention? I think it's because I have fibromyalgia. Okay. Yeah. So it's my mother-in-law has. So yeah, we. Yes, can- it's a terrible thing. It's just, you get sore. Yeah. So little things uh, like that, like the dress certainly wouldn't, but I love this dress. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful and dress. And it, it was before anthropology was in Canada. So I had to order it through the States and right. I was so excited. And I, I was like, oh, it's, they still have my size and did not think <laughs> about the petite. But whenever, this is a trick for people who shop at anthropology, I no longer do. But if it's on sale, make sure you're not ordering a petite because usually it's the only th- sizes left. Right. So there were, there was not like the regular size was not available anymore. So I didn't, and I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know that the, didn't know. that size range really existed. Yeah, she didn't know. But I love it so much that I kept no. putting it on. <laughs> Basically, what we're saying is uh, being a lady is really hard. Fashion uh, is not easy. It's harder than you think. Yeah. So if you see one of us looking well-dressed. Uh, it took time. Yeah. <laughs> they might be in crippling pain. There's a lot of trial and error that happens. <laughs> Uh, I had to, for an article, I had to lay out everything I take on tour with me. This is some article that's going to be in Vice or something. Someone phoned me and they were like, take a picture of what you take on tour. It took me an hour to arrange everything the right way and then try and take a picture of it that was not blurry. Are they then just going to make fun of it because it's Vice? Uh, I don't think it's a do or and don't (laughs) section. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, I think they've moved on, but... I hate shit like that. I got asked to do something 
which I did not do, which was, I think since the advent of social media and everything and all these, all these sites that now want to do stuff where it's sort of like homework for you. Yeah. Where, Hey, you know, we want to interview you. So, um, we're going to send you three questions and then you like write three essays. Yeah. It's like, what? Um, but this, this one was make a note of everything that you eat for five days or whatever. Like, absolutely not. You that's, sure I didn't just ask you that's those a questions? nutritionist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Number yeah. one. I also don't want to share with the public. Yeah. That's really weird. That's yeah. Weird. Incredibly personal question. Horrible. And ugh. What magazine is that for? Like, even as a, as a person that works in nutrition who just recently asked a friend who's like, can you help me? And I was like, can you? It's always the hardest thing because people feel so judged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite yeah, question yeah. is, what did you eat today? Like, it's very common for me because I love food and I want to talk about food with my friends, but it could trigger like eating disorder stuff and like yeah. all this other shit or like maybe some shame eating or the fact that you don't care about food. And yeah. it's taken me <laughs> years to tr- get that under control. Yeah. And also clients, uh, which I don't consult anymore. I just... Uh, we'll work with friends if they have questions. The f- asking a person to tell me what they ate for five days stresses them out more than anything. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's weird. Like, why? I don't want to know what you eat every day. Yes, yeah. I do. But- so not, not only, not only <laughs> make, a, make a list of all the things, but then you had to comment on it. And, you know, what's your reaction to yeah. this when you see it all written down? And thought, I don't want any part of any of this at all. That's weird, though. I do get questions, of certainly not at that level, but where it is just making more work for me yeah, or making more work for the projects. podcast or making more work for comedy. And at, the end result is at the level I'm at career wise, I'm not going to be happy with what gets printed. Mm-hmm. The pictures are going to be like a Mrs. Potato Head and <laughs> someone says something like shitty or gets a fact wrong. And I'm just, now I'm just trying to remind myself to just say no to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you feel if there was an interview with you and they ran a picture and the picture literally was Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah. And it just said <laughs> your name under too. it. Well, that someone that I shot. quite like, an artist in town, <laughs> Chris Von Sombathy, has asked me to do something for a project he's working on and he said, you can just be a picture of something you've created mm-hmm. or something you're working on and I have a weird sort of self-esteem issue where, and this is true and it's something I'm really trying to work on is when I see pictures of myself, I'm often very upset. Sure. And yeah, I think it's quite common. That's been this whole tour. <laughs> That's right? every one of my of tours. People's pictures from this, from this, from the audience. Yeah, you know, it's, and never it's never flattering. It's no, never a good angle. Me, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like, oh, I keep stop reminding me what I look like. Yeah, yeah. And it's just you're in a moment where you're like in the moment, enjoying it. And recently, our friend Paul from Talentine, he has a a woman who's photographed me at other shows too, and I've I've repeatedly had to ask for them to take the pictures down. Because they really hurt my feelings. Yeah. Um, it brings up stuff that I wish wasn't there. Yeah. And I think also if they're professional, they should know, like, why are you taking a yeah. picture from underneath the yeah. stage? Also, you should be able to, anyone should be able to look at a picture of either a person you know or a complete stranger and say, that's not a flattering picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard. It's yeah. really not hard. Yeah. I, I took a picture of Lauren Lapkus and I was about to post it. And I was like, you know what? I don't think this is a good picture of her. Yeah. And I showed it to her and I said, yeah. is this okay or do you want me to delete it? She said, oh, delete it. I, I did like, the yeah. same thing with Emmett. Like, you could just tell. It's just yeah. empathy. Yeah, <laughs> Emmett yeah. was at a yeah, show yeah, yeah. and I took a beautiful picture of Emmett as a mime. He dressed up as a mime for the show. <laughs> and Emmett, of course, is this incredibly uh, lovely and talented man. But I love the photo of him. And also it was just this incredible moment to be backstage at this dingy Rio theater in town and this 
person I really care about is dressed like a mime and <laughs> eating donuts. And mm-hmm. and I was like, could I post this on social media? He's like, yeah, I don't care. And I'm like, perfect. But I would love to be asked before something yeah, gets posted. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I I like it when people ask me for a picture for something. Yes. Instead of finding those like people's art projects from uh, Emily Carr, where they asked if I could be a model, and all the pictures, my face is pulled so far back into my neck, and I'm so <laughs> uncomfortable because I don't feel pretty 98% of the time. Oh. And then someone finds it on the internet and puts it on a fucking poster. Yeah. Or there's pictures of me when I was going through a terrible and sad breakup <laughs> that are on... They're like, oh, we love this one of you. I'm like, really? Because my life was falling apart. But thank you. We love your dress in that picture. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't have a job. I bought it off of eBay. Why don't I just send you a picture of the dress? <laughs> there was a dude who came up to us in one of the meet and greets on the tour who had made his own shirt, <laughs> pictures of all of us, and they clearly were, he went and found the worst pictures of all of us. <laughs> There was no mistaking it because it wasn't just it wasn't just me my reaction to my picture. I looked at the other pictures like, no, this was this guy's doing a thing. And I and I I presumed it was to be funny and then we met him and he was funny and he had to sign the shirt, but I did have to write on the shirt, this is a mean shirt. Oh, good. Yeah, and you you must have like hundreds of those things come up and I know it happens to you as a musician. People at the comedy show will take pictures of me and they're like, I had this experience. I had a great time at this comedy show. And then they tag me in the photo and I'm yeah. working on like zero sleep and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. something has been, I've been tagged on. So, oh my God. Don't yeah. leave the house. You are a monster. <laughs> yeah. uh, stop doing the comedy show. Uh, oh. The end. <laughs> I give up. It's weird. We just did a photo shoot and the guy was really great. He was professional. The photos looked really nice. But the things he was making us do, he was like, no, jet out your chin as far as it'll go and raise your lower eyelids up. And I was like, I feel like a goblin. Yeah. That seems like a weird fetish this guy has. <laughs> yeah. We never actually got any credentials. Or <laughs> photos. <laughs> no, the photos were like, he took a gajillion and one. I was like, that one. But that's, you nailed yeah. it. Yeah. There's a photographer in New York called Mindy Tucker, and she does a lot of pictures of comedy shows and stuff like that in the in the you know New York Brooklyn area. And she's terrific, and she always has great advice. You know, when she like taking a group photo, she's like, everybody will feel weird, but lean slightly forward. Just yeah. lean slightly forward. And when you look at the picture, it doesn't look like people are like yeah. leaning over. <laughs> Everyone looks nice, you know, which is a hard thing to pull off with a group, a big group of people. Yeah. But it's like, see, that's not so hard, you know, to like make people. It's always weird to me when photographers make people feel more self-conscious rather than less self-conscious, yeah. you know. And it's every once in a while somebody's like that, where it's like they, you do something and they laugh at you or whatever. And it's like, I'm trying to look nice. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. We did a thing a couple of summers ago for Vancouver Magazine, and the photos that came out, uh, Caitlin Howden, Katie Ellen Humphreys, whom you met last night, Mm -hmm. uh, we were in that, I think we may have been the, all of the women that were in it, but the guy that was doing the photos is like a professional, like rock and roll photographer. We all, all our individual photos are terrible across the board. The men, the women, they made us feel, everyone was just like, what the, why? Mm Mm-hmm. This is fuck. Yeah. Um, and he gave us no direction. So we're just all standing there like, well, that's going to be good. And then a smoke machine turned on. I was like, well, this is, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Can't go wrong. Um, should we do a new segment? Should we do? The worst present ever from the family member. The worst present ever from the family member. 
This is our newest segment that has replaced Alicia's self-help corner because that got too depressing. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Really everyone. depressing. Sorry, yeah, everyone. I guess that's the official announcement. Who is uh, still sending in self-help questions. We are not legally obligated to answer those anymore. <laughs> uh, so this is Worst Present Ever from a Family Member. Where Their new theme music. Yeah. So good. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay Arner. Alicia. So I'm going to do something that uh, I am from uh, Montreal, Quebec, and Wait. we are a country born on the fur trade. And I feel like that's never left Quebec because there's a big kind of suede revival in the late 80s and <laughs> early 90s in Quebec where a lot of people wore a lot of suede. Mm -hmm. And for one Christmas, I was out of the house at this point, so it must have been the mid 90s, like maybe 1994, 95. For Christmas, my mother got me a floor length olive green suede skirt and matching drawstring olive suede duffel coat whoa wow yeah and That's then when intense. she noticed that i did not like it she was so delighted and immediately put it on and wore it for years <laughs> <laughs> which was great <laughs> but like there's still like quite a like probably quite a few leather stores in quebec and mm -hmm. fur places where you can get fur and stuff mm-hmm and that I did have a vintage fur coat, and I did feel okay when I wore it there, and not okay when I wore it here. It's shocking when you see someone in a fur coat. It's crazy. It's really nuts. Yeah. And my my wife was given one like a vintage fur coat, and she wore it one time, and mm -hmm. people yelled at her. Oh wow! And then she never wore it again. And it did feel it felt weird. You know, it felt weird. I think that part of what bothers me about people getting mad at fur is like if you guys are eating hot dogs or chickens or eggs yes. you're a fucking piece yeah, of shit yeah. <laughs> and i think most like most people that would say something the chances of them being like an ethical type vegetarian sort yes very unlikely yeah. yeah 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 so i don't know i get nervous when people who are like rihanna who i think is beautiful and talented and amazing she wears a lot of fur and i f wish that that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. I wish it wasn't still a sign of, of wealth and affluence mm -hmm. because I think that that kind of continues on a, a thing that's not cool. But anyways, this supposed to be a funny segment. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I just talked and talked uh, there. Oh, that's what it's like to be my friend. Like all of a sudden it's fun and then not fun and then fun again. Alicia. <laughs> uh, Paul, do you have? Yeah. <laughs> this was, how old was I? Maybe I was in maybe high school or, or just after high school. And my sister, one year for Christmas, got me a full outfit. Oh. And it was like these sort of, these wool pants that were like kind of flecked with white. And then maybe like a turtleneck shirt and then some sweater, like crew neck like almost sort of fuzzy man sweater, you know? And it was really strange because it wasn't my style at all. And then I realized on some level, oh, she thinks this is how I should be dressing. Oh, no. <laughs> like this is how about for a change you wear these nice clothes or whatever. <laughs> and I wore it for that day, like for, for a Christmas dinner. I put on that whole outfit and then never wore it again. But it was such a – I remember that feeling of when I realized what was going on. Of, yeah. This is a judgment on how I, on my personal style. Ouch. And this is what she thinks I should look like. Yeah. That's what mine is like too. My, my worst present ever. Uh, it was at a time where I was probably 20 to 30 pounds heavier than I am now. And I had not Still expressed. Still a biker's body. If you yeah. Ask well, me. Mm. Uh, that's my preferred uh, form of exercise. <laughs> yes. 
But my mom decided one year that uh, I should take up yoga. And so my Christmas present was a yoga mat. And I was just like, mm, it's a calling. Just don't take it up. <sighs> well, I, I think I had actively voiced my opinion on not wanting to do any sort of thing like that. Mm-hmm. And she still was like, no, I know what's good for you. I'm like, this is going to. This is going to help yeah. get you on the right path. And it was just like Christmas is already so weird and there's so much feasting. And like <laughs> if you're trying to not gain weight, it's like good luck. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. going to guilt you until you eat a ton of. But then give weird- you a yoga mat. Yeah. And be like, okay, yeah. yeah January 1st. <laughs> I've got you signed up for classes. Well, that brings us into a great submission from Renee on Twitter. Her grandmother gave her a scale. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. So she wrote, my grandma gave me a scale. Oh. Period. A scale. <laughs> period. Oh. Once I kind of okay. That's brutal. I don't want to have children, but I do want to be a grandma. So <laughs> I, Jay better have some illegitimate kids. That's kind of how I feel. When you're at that stage, no one can talk back. You can't be like, grandma, fuck you. It's like, well, that's, you know, that's how she's going to say what she thinks. I gave them candy for dinner. <laughs> yeah. And then a scale because they're too fat. <laughs> fat shows. Nobody will love you when you're fat. My grandma was so judgmental of everyone's appearance, yet her herself was like a blob. It's very common. A blob. <laughs> she was, I mean, she was a lovely blob. <laughs> a lovely blob. Was she just a blob with like really bright red lipstick? Uh, no, no lipstick. <laughs> But sort of her hair was like a cloud. Oh, pretty. <laughs> oh, my God. Last night when we were talking about Ronald McDonald last night. Oh, yeah. And his hair is like a woman's haircut. <laughs> I've never thought about it before. And Lauren pointed that out. <laughs> it's weird, bright red women's hair. Yeah. It never... Oh, it's like it's like you look at Ronald McDonald, and obviously something's wrong, right? And yeah, like, this is unpleasant. It is. There's but one it, thing that's wrong. Yeah, it never it never occurred to me like that is a huge problem with Ronald McDonald. <laughs> this is weird ladies' hairdo. Yeah, she described Ronald McDonald like an old woman that got stuck in a rainstorm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the makeup bleeding yeah. off her face. Yeah. It was yeah, very yeah. funny, really disturbing because I had never really thought about him as a mm. kid. But uh, in the early 80s, there was a very popular toy. It was a Ronald McDonald doll. And he had like a that. whistle. Yes. And yeah, yeah. He was I like, like a weird that. pear-shaped thing. Yeah. He had like, and a like, hard, like he was wearing nose. jodhpurs or something. Totally. He had like weird rounded thighs. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I remember that thing. Yeah. So I never questioned <laughs> that he wasn't a toy and he wasn't like it, he's never seemed creepy until that last night. I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. But do do kids even care about Ronald McDonald? I don't think they do. I'd feel like from the advertising I see going on these days, no. Like McDonald's is trying to stay so relevant and they yeah. just can't. They're only relevant with adults. Yeah. And they've just got to start admitting to themselves that and advertising to us. They got to admit it. Come on, guys. <laughs> Admit it. It's a nice place to sit if you're old and have no friends and just have a coffee. You can meet your friends there. Yeah, that's where you meet your friends who are also lonely. <laughs> yeah. There's things about McDonald's that I love, like the... Really? The high chairs from when I was a child. <laughs> okay. Had these gonna uh, be like, beautiful... They're delicious Little food. grimace things and like nice puffy... Mm. Anyways. <laughs> McDonald's land cookies. Yeah. I love the apple pie. Right. Gift certificates. You get them in your stocking. Having a birthday party there. Did that ever happen for you? That That was magical. That was not a, I don't, I feel like that was not a thing when I was a kid. Maybe it wasn't a thing in the States. Yeah. Yeah. It is now for sure. It is? Okay. Yeah. 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 
it was a big deal. And I can remember getting my parents to do it. And then they're like, this was a really big mistake. <laughs> like no one had fun except me. Oh. And the only reason I wanted to go there is because it's the only way to get a McDonald's birthday cake. And that's what I wanted. What? Yeah. It tastes, tasted cakes? like um, meat. <laughs> just like icing sugar that had been kept in the fridge with lard. <laughs> it was <Ooh>. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. The thing I remember most about the birthday party I went to at McDonald's was we got to see this was like a new McDonald's and they had a conveyor belt that went from the freezer, which was downstairs up into the kitchen and they showed us and it had boxes of meat on it and we were all so excited. (laughs) And I think about that meat conveyor belt so much. I didn't even eat McDonald's as a kid. Like Mm. I wasn't allowed to have fast food, but I was obsessed with that meat conveyor belt. (laughs) Good choice. I was allowed to, I, the only thing I have ever still to this day eaten from McDonald's, besides like the weird desserts, is a filet of fish. Excellent sure. choice. Absolutely. It's always like the same. We used to get choice. that on Fridays because we that's did fish right. on Fridays that's with right. Catholic kids. Yes. You too? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's also why I did not like seafood because we would have Mrs. Paul's, you know, it yeah. would be just frozen fish. Your wife's fish. Mrs. <laughs> Paul's. <laughs> <laughs> I never, uh, ever had fresh fish until I moved to the West Coast, really. Yeah. I hated fish when I was a kid because- Me too. Yeah. Because yeah? it was garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It was always frozen. And I also got food poisoning from it when I was really young and then refused to Ooh. eat it unless it was breaded. Do you know That's a very- <laughs> That is- I've never had food poisoning. And what? It's, I get it's, it like every other week. Never had it. And it's terrifying to me. And so it has made me very leery of – like I grew up not liking fish and it's only in recent years that I have made a concerted effort to kind of get into it because sure. people people love it so much mm-hmm. and it feels like I don't want to miss out on this. <laughs> but um, I do – I get scared every time I eat it because really? any, everyone I know who gets food poisoning – 99% of the time, it is seafood. <laughs> yeah. Seafood is really dangerous. Yeah. It's not something you can fuck around you with. You have to know which places to get it from. Like, my rule like is... McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Only McDonald's. <laughs> Only landlocked <laughs> provinces and states. No, we will always have sushi the day that we get back from tour. Like, we'll call the restaurant as we're driving into Vancouver, and we're, we pick it up on the way home. But no sushi on tour ever, because mm-hmm. just they don't do it. Well, it doesn't taste as good. It's not as fresh. It's more expensive everywhere else. Yeah. Now, there's a sushi place near us, and I don't know if I should do it because <laughs> they share a prep room with a company that makes thermometers. <laughs> what? Do you think that's going to be How an issue? How do you know this? I had a fish burger in... Uh, Regina yeah, sounds gross. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll have your fish burger. It's the only time I've ever had food poisoning is when I ate fish in a landlocked province, mm-hmm. and it was. I felt like I'd been roofied. I Ew. just and I had to go up on stage and play, and I was dry heaving. Yeah, oh. Have you ever had the stomach flu? This is fun chat. <laughs> I don't – maybe when I was a kid. I have a pretty strong constitution. No I, kidding. I get colds a couple times a year and that's generally it. I, I, I did have – it couldn't have been the flu because it passed through me so quickly where I went through all the stages like in one day where – because I, I remember I was home sick. Could it have been sick. a 24-hour flu? <laughs> May, I don't know. I, it was just like I was achy and – Breaky. Breaky. Hearted. <laughs> I went. What, what was it? I, I felt it was after like this this huge intense 
press tour that I was doing for a show that I was working on. And I flew to New York and did all these, like a ton of things in a very small amount of time. Got back home, like like the end of this tour, I was like, I don't feel so good. Yeah. And um, thought it was a cold and then it got worse. And then like there was one day I was just on the couch all day long and I was like texting my wife, the stage is like, here's where I am now. <laughs> and I remember I had not experienced this since I was a kid where I had like I was shivering, like I had chills and like covered with 15 blankets and still like freezing cold. That's what it's like to be a woman every day. (laughs) (laughs) You were just a woman for a day. Yeah, I had the air conditioning set to the temperature that I needed that to because I'm wearing my suits at work all the time. Um, And then it broke and, and it happened so quickly that I don't know what to call it because it felt like a super compressed illness. I think that was a religious experience. <laughs> I was going to say it was the flu. Yeah. Whenever it's the shivers getting like that, of, that's yeah. the flu. I, I thought I had the flu and then I had it for the first time and I thought I was actually dying. <laughs> I guess I didn't know there was a 24-hour flu. Sounds like that's what I have. Or you fought it off because you're so strong. Maybe so. Yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> a bit jealous. Uh, should we do Papa of the Week? Papa of the Week. Mm-hmm. Um, the song plays. We start with the guest. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a puppo? Here's two. Oh. Because there's one, almost three, maybe. There's one cat that was in our neighborhood. Where we live, it's fucking Coyote Central, right? right. And so anyone who has any kind of small pet, you just think, well, enjoy it while it lasts because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. coyotes are taking over. And so there was this cat who's like a real tough son of a bitch. <laughs> He's all raggedy and dirty, like a dark, not a black cat, but really dark brown Pretty. cat. He's so cool looking. And he would come and sit in our yard sometimes, our little backyard. And he would... Like I would come out the door and he would run away. And then I would be able to get closer to him a little bit at a time before he ran away. I was never able to get close enough to pet him or anything. And then he disappeared. And I was like, oh, they got him. And then months later, I saw him again. I was like, fucking good for you, dude. (laughs) He's out there on the streets. But now I haven't seen him in a long time. So I don't know. But I hope he turns up again. Um, The other one is our next door neighbors have – two dogs they have this old (laughs) this old dog named maggie who's like some kind of little white dog i do not know what breed but she is the alpha and they have this younger dog who's maybe a rhodesian ridgeback Mm. um who is named daphne who is so sweet and nice and will like drop her you know ball outside of the fence and you think oh Daphne I'm, you lost your ball and then you throw it back in and then you realize you got trapped into a game <laughs> um, but she lately has been she's figured out how to get out of the fence she's been wandering around the neighborhood and so a couple times we've had to take her in and like just have her for a couple hours and then realize like we are absolutely unprepared to have a dog in this house we don't have anything for her but she's so She's so very sweet and nice, but I hope she does not continue this getting out thing because I don't know what is going to happen if we're not around Mm -hmm. because, you know, otherwise she could be wandering all over the place. But those are my puppos. That's really good. I think that the fact that she's a Rhodesian Ridgeback is okay in terms of the coyotes because she's so big. 
she seems small though. You know Does what I she? mean? Yeah. And I don't, I feel like, cause we've lived there for two years now and I think she's as big as she's going to get. And so she's, she's like a midsize dog. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So okay. I do kind of worry that. Yeah. They should fix that situation. The dog yeah. deserves a safe day. She's earned it. Maybe I'll she come home great. and it's all fixed. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. All the coyotes are just impaled on stakes <laughs> up your drive. It's a real Game of Thrones shit. <laughs> right now, my wife, there's a bird trapped in our house. She's oh. dealing with that. Yes. Ooh. Oh, that's scary. She that's- opened the curtains in the morning and the fucking bird flew at her. <laughs> and so, so she was on this thread with our – with there's a, a group of us uh, friends in the neighborhood. And she's like, hey, there's a bird in my house. And one of our friends said, what kind of bird is it? And she wrote, uh, it's a not supposed to be in my house bird. <laughs> yeah. Those ones are hard to get out too. I've never had that happen, but my mom was terrified of it happening because she's very superstitious and it's supposed to mean if a bird flies into your house, it means like someone you know is going to die. I remember hearing that. Yeah. yeah. A long time That's ago. bad luck. We used to, when we were kids. I think it's just bad luck because it's going to shit all over your couch. That is not good luck. Yeah. When we were kids, every once in a while, we get a bat in the house. Oh. No way. so exciting when that would happen. <laughs> you have to chase it out with a broom. And it's like, and, it, and because they fly so crazy, <laughs> like it's just this weird thing. It's like a handkerchief came to life and it's trying to get out of your house. Oh, they're so cool. Oh, they really are cool. I wish some animals would come into my apartment. I'm surprised it hasn't happened. Oh, wait. It happened last night. <laughs> That's my papa. Sorry. You want to do your papa? Uh, Seamless. I was. I had a perfect puppo day yesterday, mm-hmm. but it was all puppos that I'd previously talked about because Squirlo came and I was feeding him nuts. Sure. And then Plumpo and Jumpo Official were here. Food. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, maybe he just wants a nut. Oh. And yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Plumpo and Jumpo were here. Jumpo. And Squirrelo were here at the same time, and I was putting nuts in the same area, and they were being so civil. They were taking turns. Oh, they, very nice. They weren't fighting at all. It was so cute. And then later, around 11 o'clock or so, it was raining, and Nightcat came to visit, and uh, she walked around and was being her weird self, and her fur, her lion cut is almost totally grown out, so she doesn't look like quite the weirdo that she did before. Uh, but I was like, I've already talked about all those puppos. I need something else. And then I heard a sound on the balcony <laughs> right before I went to bed. And I was like, oh, night cat's back. And I opened the door and there was a skunk. <laughs> a baby skunk. Oh, oh they're so cute. So the skunk's name is Dr. Skunkulus. <laughs> and because uh, there's the way our balcony is, there's like a little burrow underneath. And there's been skunks who've lived there before. And there's been raccoons who've lived there before. Mm-hmm. And they always just keep to themselves. It's never a problem. And they don't last there for very long. But so I think the skunks are back in town. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. But I, I literally... What do skunks eat? They garbage, <sighs> grubs? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Fruit? I feel like they look cute eating fruit. Aww. I don't think they're garbage guys, right? Because they don't have the same kind of hands, maybe? That no, raccoons. that raccoons. Yeah. I think they're like grubs because they're out at night and they're always in flower beds looking for... They always seem to be sniffing the ground. Yeah. yeah. They're so cute. So wobbly. So I like that how wobbly they are. They're yeah. so cute. And yeah. when they're when they're young, they're not quite rectangles yet. They're sort of like... If their tail is up, it's like a, a little right angle, just a little yeah. square. So cute. They look like um, triangles. <laughs> they look like triangle. Yeah. I like triangle, triangle animals. Skunk look like triangle. <laughs> they do. And bird look like triangle. Bird look yeah. like triangle. <laughs> triangle is my papa. 
Alicia, who's your papa? Um, Rhombus. My papos I met today when I was taking out my compost and garbage. And one was some sort of poodly guy. And her name was Tina, I think. And I yelled from the corner. I did not finish my recycling. My apologies to uh, the other people I share my house with because I had to meet these dogs and I had to get here on time. Mm-hmm. So I saw the dogs when I was putting the garbage on the garbage can a full block away. And then this is my technique to meet dogs. I go, I bet those are the best dogs in the neighborhood. <laughs> and then the owner is like, well, they are. <laughs> they are. So one was a really cool looking terrier mix, poodle terrier, but she's tall and she had big mustache and she's blonde <laughs> and she's a real goofball. And then her housemate was a mastiff. So slow moving, kind of great white shark pace to the day. <laughs> And they, the dogs know that I'm a dog person from a block away. And the woman likes my shoes. And she's like, those are great shoes. So it just happens. So you're married. Best in the neighborhood? <laughs> Maybe. It's yeah, they're pretty heard. great. And uh, so, but as she drew closer and she's like, oh, you, you look very nice. My dog is going to ruin your clothes. That was the poodly one. But then I got to touch the Mastiff. And I don't know if this ever happens to you guys if you like dogs. As you touch a dog, but then you're like, this dog has not had a bath this year. Yeah. So then you have like a dirty <laughs> grease, dog grease hand. This year. Yeah. yeah he was Some really... dogs just don't get bathed. I yeah. Think, and I mean, I don't know how you would bathe a, a bull Mastiff. A swimming pool. 130 pound dog. <laughs> yeah. Swimming pool. <laughs> you get one installed in your, your home <laughs> indoors. So you can do it year round. I would say get an above ground and yeah. then you can be in there with them <laughs> and just like the whole thing is a big tub. Yeah. Just lather them up. That's <laughs> fun. I think if I had a dog, I, in my new apartment, I don't have a bathtub and one of the, I used to have a dog and we had bathtubs and I would bathe him fairly regularly. And then his technique was to rub his body all along all of the walls in the house. <laughs> So then I'd have to go back and wash all the walls because the walls were white and the dog was black. Short-haired lab. And you just like rub. Uh. Is after the bath? After the bath, which is so much work to clean up after like a 50-pound dog Mm -hmm. who sheds so much. Why do you think he was doing that? What was that? Dogs are just cute. Just (laughs) They're just doing their stuff. They can only be so domesticated. But he just liked the feeling. Right. Uh, Dogs always seem to feel amazing after a bath. Or they lose their mind. And they they love the towel part. Milu, uh, previous pup of the week and dog of previous guests, Hassan Lee, will just run around their apartment for 20 minutes like a maniac and just roll on the floor. And part of it, too, is probably something that's back in their wolf DNA that they have to get dry or they could die probably. I right, think they right, like right. getting smells on them. Same. <laughs> <laughs> That's your whole approach to dating. <laughs> I like getting smelled on. Ew. You to dating. Um, <laughs> so, Paul, so wonderful to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me on your wonderful show, which I enjoy. Thank you very much. Um, what's uh, what's next for you? <sighs> what is next? What aren't you me? doing? <laughs> Are you going to drop anything? Uh, I've dropped the- some things. I've yeah? dropped some things. Yeah. yeah. You seem <laughs> um, so busy. I'm still doing uh, my podcast, Spontaneous Nation, which is yeah. Mondays um, from the Earwolf Network. So good. Um, which is a fun show. And we do a live version once a month. I'm very excited to be, uh, as of this recording, we're doing it tonight here um, with the Sunday service, which oh. I've, I've wanted to do that 
pretty much since I started the podcast, when we started doing the live shows, and I was very excited that it all came together. I'm assuming it all came together. We'll find out tonight. It's going to come together. <laughs> I it's think it's going to so. be magical. It's, there's only so many parts to it, so I think it's going to be <laughs> fine. Um, and then um, the Comedy Bang Bang tour will be going to Australia. Whoa. If you have your Australian listeners with pen and paper, <laughs> that'll be in August. Um, at, by the time this comes out, I will have put those dates and cities up on my website, pauliftompkins.com slash live. You can see where we're going to be, but we're very excited uh, for the show to be going to Australia for the first time. Have you been to Australia before? I have been for various okay. reasons, yes. And I, um, it's always very- cannot discuss. What's that? <laughs> you cannot discuss. <laughs> that was a lifetime ago, and this is what I'm doing now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been lucky enough. It's always a cool place to go, and I've been lucky enough to go in various capacities over the years and, and see different cities each time. And, and this time I think I'll get to go to Perth, which I've never been to. Um, I think it's Perth, Brisbane, <laughs> Sydney, and Melbourne, I oh, think, wow. are the cities we're going to. Beautiful. Yeah. The weather there is always so nice from what I hear. Yeah, but that'll be in August. When the weather's nice here. That's right. I think it's autumn-y, autumnal at oh, that nice. time. Yeah, I could be wrong. I can't remember. Uh, will you Instagram any weird bugs you see for us? Ugh. I thought you said weird butts. I yeah, and weird butts. butts. <laughs> Probably the latter more than the former. <laughs> Excellent. The bug butts. Jessica, you're about to start a tour. Yes. The week that this comes out actually uh, will be the week that our new album, J2, comes out. So go buy that at uh, mintracks.com. And we're going to be at SLED this week. And we're playing the Friday and Saturday, and we uh, are playing Sappy Fest. What, what is Sappy Fest? What is it? What isn't it? <laughs> uh, what when it is be? it? It's in August. And it's in Sappertown. No, it's in Sackville. Right. It's fun. Uh, so East Coasters, go buy a wristband for that. <laughs> or book a flight if you don't live on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, and we'll be starting the tour really soon and i'll have dates for that later <laughs> okay well, what about uh, you mm, come draw with me is june 24th i'll be hosting the laugh gallery on june 20th um, this is the that's the day this comes out oh perfect so come to the show the last time was magical and i'm not sure who's gonna be on but there's a couple people from out of town that i don't know so i'll be shy with them uh yeah and other things that i'm working on around animals stay tuned <laughs> Um, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to my co-ghost. Thank uh, thanks you. to Jay for editing. Just thanks, everybody. Thanks, thanks, everyone. Everybody. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>